All right. So, would you rather know, um, like, if you had hypothetically a new girlfriend or wife or something, uh-huh. uh, would you rather know their complete past or their complete future? Ooh. Uh, I have to choose between those two. Yeah, it's got to be one or the other. Okay, future. Really? Yeah, I don't want to to know about their past. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't want them to know about mine either. Welcome to the Tradies Business Show, helping you get off the tools and into true business ownership so you can spend more time doing the things that matter most. Now, here are your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. So welcome to the Tradies Business Show, where we really, I don't know, we can't predict the future. I, I just, we do try. <laughs> I know. See, I just wouldn't want to know about their past. It'd be too... Oh, imagine imagine if there was something really funky in their past. At least in the but future. But it's probably going to come out anyway. Uh, yeah, maybe. But at but least I, if I could see into their future, I'd, I'd see whether it's what worth was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> if she was going to turn out all right. It's like, is this thing going to work out all right? Yeah, no. Um, well, I'm very much for not at the moment. I'm surrendering all outcomes. So I'm living in the day. So I don't want to know anything about the future and the past I'm forgetting about. So Well, I didn't really want to pick either of them because I, I wanted to say, I don't care. I just want to live for the now. But you said I couldn't do that. Now you've no. just broken those rules. Yeah. No, I'd, I would want to do the future Yeah. as okay. well because yep. I want to know if it's worth my time. <laughs> Whether you need to cut and run or not. If they win the lotto in 15 years, I'm going to want to know about that. Oh, yeah, I'm sticking around for that because <laughs> it's all about the money. It is. Yeah, I'm, I'm not shallow at all. No, no, we're not trying to live a greater quality of life or anything. Uh, anyway, let's uh, let's talk about today's guest, Michaela. So um, the interweb, it's really, really uh, confuses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's quite popular. But um, it's still, you know, it's been around for a little while now. Like we're talking, what, 30 years or something. Mm. Um, still confuses the hell out of people <laughs> and yep. causes a lot of angst. But um, today's guest is going to help us with that. He is, so, hopefully. So, so <laughs> yeah, no pressure. No, uh, Matt Jones from the Tradie Web Guys. So, uh, an expert in all things websites that are built and designed specifically for these types of businesses, and also a fellow new podcaster um, from the Site Shed. So, welcome, Matt. Thank you, folks. How are we? Very well, and uh, thank you for sitting through our intro there, mate. We thought we'd try something have... new today. We're trying to be yeah, efficient. I, 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 was a, I was a little bit apprehensive. I wasn't sure where you were heading with this looking into the past. <laughs> I thought maybe you've been speaking to one of my friends about Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. So so what about you, Matt? Uh, so, you meet a girl. Would you want to know about her past or her future? What's your Complete pick? past or complete future. So bolts and all, not bolts. Jeez, I don't know. Maybe... I guess probably the past, because then you'll sort of know where you're heading with the future. Uh, yeah, okay. It seems to be a common thread. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about the future. I think if you sort of, I mean, how good would it be if you if you knew, if you knew the past, or if you could go back in time and you know bet on this horse or something like that? Be, <laughs> I always that, say that would... I, I'd buy Apple shares the day they came out. Yeah. Exactly. Life would so. be boring if you could do that, though, wouldn't it? Yeah. It where would, would uh, the excitement be? I'm sure you'd find it. <laughs> you'd know where to go, see? Yeah. Couldn't you know, agree like... less, Warwick. Couldn't agree less. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about something maybe we can agree on is uh, <laughs> is websites, Matt. I know you probably 
get asked about them all the time. It is your business after all, Matt, but uh, with Trading mm. Web Guys and, and a couple of our listeners, I think, have, have used uh, your services and been very, very happy. So, yep. um, But we're not going to just talk in general about websites today. And, and we were chatting before we pressed record for today's episode that uh, Michaela and I are on a bit of a crusade at the moment because we've both read the book The One Thing and uh, I'm uh, I'm feeling a bit evangelistic about this book these days. But websites really are a lot simpler than people make them, aren't they, Matt? They are. They are and they're not. Um, I think just as humans, we tend to try and overcomplicate most things and uh, the website in a business tends to be... uh, no different. <laughs> yep. Yep. So I think the reality is today it's just becoming a it's such a critical part of of every business. Um, you know, you sort of you sort of move with it and evolve, or you you know you get left behind. So what do you think is the one thing that people should think about when they're looking at you know having a website or designing a website? What do you think should be their clear priority for that? I think the number one thing that people should look at their website as is the fundamental platform for their business. And when I say that, it should incorporate, don't look at your website like a, a static um, a static tool on the interwebs where you can uh, you know, put photos up of your jobs and do all this stuff once and then leave it. Like it's really an evolving organism and you can really use it to form the foundation of your marketing platform. Your, you, know, you can use it as your, your list builder. You can you can um, use it to syndicate your content. You can do all this kind of stuff, and you do it all from your website. Um, so, I mean, it's something we like to preach at our workshops. You know, everything will eventually stem back to your website. Like, it all comes back to it. If you're driving down the street and somebody sees your logo on the side of your car, you know, statistically, people are more likely to jump on their phones and Google the name they've just seen than call the number on the side of the car. So, you know, you've got to have somewhere for that person to land on. Otherwise, you're a click away from someone else that does, and that's not good. So, yeah. And, I mean, the other thing you're saying, you know, it becomes all-encompassing. I mean, it's also reaches out to where things where people can book online now. So it's your customer service and speed of service and, and part exactly. of your sales process, which is so important, and, you know, building a database. I know um, last episode or two we talked about rebooting old clients and strategies that you can use for that. And one of the yeah. biggest things we say is you've got to have a database. You know, so it's so critical to capture your client details and websites are making it so much easier to do that now. And look, the other thing is, I suppose, on that topic, you know, if we're we're big fans of helping people build assets into their businesses and, you know, assets that can potentially be acquired. And as Warwick, I'm sure you know, you know, when when somebody comes to acquire a company, they're typically buying two things. Firstly, it's the... um, your database, so it's your list, and secondly, it's more often than not the systems and processes that run that business. Um, and if you've got those two things together, then you're in a pretty good situation from an acquisition point of view. So that's the other thing, you know, look at your website more as a as a valuable business asset as opposed to something you just need to have because your mate has one. Yeah, and I, when I um, consult to clients who are purchasing businesses. Uh, one of the things that we look at is the strength of that business's marketing presence. Um, you know, how strong are they in the marketplace? And if they've got a shitty website, then, uh, you know, we're going to talk down the values. So from a, a client's perspective, you know, if they're building their business asset, they want to 
have a really strong position in the market. So when someone goes to Google um, or anywhere else these days, they're going to find that business over all the others, and that's really going to bolster the value of your business if you're coming to sell it at some stage. So Yeah, yeah well, that's, that's right. Key point. So, I mean, I suppose, you know, that, that website, it as we sort of mentioned before, you know, it really – it really forms like I suppose like the the fundamental basis of what a business is today. I mean back, you know, twenty, thirty, forty years ago, if you were a builder and you specialized in I don't know, say stairwells or attic conversions, you might have had a showroom. You might have had a place where um you know your customers could come and see the kind of stairs that you install and do all that kind of stuff. Those days are gone now, you know, everything's online. So your customers are just going to jump on their phone and, and they want to find out information about what you do and your service uh, from their handset. And that's just the way we're going. That's just the way the world's moving, you know. So you, you've got to make sure that you're, um, you're, you know, accounting for those people. Yeah, and I think the other thing too is, you know, I think it's Google came out and said, you know, the zero moment of truth now where, you know, people are going to Google a business straight away and because they have instant access to information that they're mm-hmm. going to very quickly make an impression of you you know from your website and if they're looking at three yep. or four websites often they're they're going to call the one that uh you know really answers solves their needs as quick as they can read or or determine. Well, that, that's right i mean it, it really is now it really is the place where you make your first impression and um you know, you, as as you know, you don't get a second a second chance at a first impression, so you want to make sure you get it right. Um, and then I suppose taking it back even further, you know, even regardless of Google and regardless of you know Google advertising and all that kind of stuff, if you've just got a tool there where people can see your company, see the website, and then jump on and find it, enter that straight into Google and find you what your website, then you're still a massive head, a massive step ahead of people that don't have that. Yeah, which is uh, amazingly still a fairly high proportion of businesses. That well, either... thankfully for me. Yeah. <laughs> There's a big market out there for you, mate. So what do you think? Uh, I know you mentioned before that they tend to overcomplicate websites. What do you see is one of the key mistakes that a lot of tradey-type uh, websites have? We're a big fan of helping people um, establish a niche within their industry and, and focus um, the message around that niche. So an example might be, you know, if you're a, a small-scale domestic builder, um, and realistically, you pretty much do most things. You know, you'll do, you know, you'll do all your renovations, extensions, pergolas, decks, uh, maintenance, you know, whatever. You might have an excavator. You know, you might do all this stuff, but it's very hard to to market a a website or a company that that tries to cover too many things. Whereas if you're the renovation expert, it makes it a lot easier um, to build a brand around that, and it also makes it a lot easier to create content around that, and and as a result, show up on search engines. So, you know, keeping a clear message or trying to establish um, you know a bit of a niche in something that you do actually does work in your favour. Yeah, I'm a big niche fan as well. And I guess that's coming to the the principle of having a really clear concise message on your website. One of the one of the big things that you'll that you'll see often I'm sure um is uh say a web page and this is this is sort of moving more into the the content side of things which we might talk a little bit more a bit bit more about in a minute but um if you're talking if you're looking at a at a web page you should always make sure that that, that that page has its own unique message. So 
there's nothing worse than going to a services page on a website where you've got every single service that you do on the same page. Firstly, it's confusing for your visitor. Secondly, it's impossible to optimize for the search engines because it's such a mixed message. <laughs> and, um, and thirdly, it's a bad user experience. So you're more than likely going to get people, you know, deviate from that website based on the fact that they can't find what they're actually there, what they're looking for. So that's another thing to consider with, with content. It's making sure that message is clear and it's talking about that specific product, service, whatever it is. Um, and when you go down that path of that, you know, running marketing, you typically don't want to be running marketing towards a home page, which has general information. If you've got a page built specifically about, you know, a promotion you're running on maybe it's hot water installations or whatever it is, send people to that page so they're getting information relevant to what they're looking for. Because that's uh, something I think tradies maybe struggle with. And certainly when I see their websites, if you just talked about hot water. So if you take a plumbing business, for example, uh, the tendency is just to talk about plumbing but how how do i stick my flag in the ground on being just about hot water because the fear is that i'm i'm missing out on uh you know toilet repairs or shower installs or bathroom renovations i mean i would argue that you probably won't miss out on them so um you know we have a lot of plumbers that specialize in things like you know, say pipe realigning, okay, as an example. Mm-hmm. Now, they they do pipe realigning um, off the back of like a block drain business, and one will feed each other. So, you know, if if a if a customer has a block drain, and that company specialises in pipe realigning, then it's it's the simple upsell for them. And it goes back the other way as well. If if somebody needs pipe realigning, which is it's which is considerably easier to optimize on the search engines and get results for because it's a lot less a lot lower um, search term um, then again that will then tie back into the drain cleaning business so they'll still be feeding business into their drain cleaning and it's the same with hot water so if example, if you specialize in hot water it doesn't mean that you don't do other things it means that it's a foot into the door for you where then you can promote your other services yeah it's it's i guess it's just a fear that people have and, and really they just need to get over it <laughs> that's the simple advice <laughs> and look the, and the other thing is like I suppose speaking across the board here generally people won't do either of these things either anyway so it's everything as I was saying before like your website's a living organism like it's always a work in motion and it's always a matter of A, B testing things and seeing what works and then you know, adapting the website to, you know, to suit those better results. If you, don't, if you don't try these things, I mean, most people will typically just have the website built and it will just sit there the same thing. They sit there exactly the same as when it was built two years down the track, which is terrible. But that's, I mean, that's the way it goes. People Sounds don't really like my website. <laughs> well, I'm I wasn't going to mention that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we'll post a link to that in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. don't do that. No. Um, and the thing is, people now, and there's platforms that make make it really easy for people to be able to update it themselves, whether it's adding photos or articles and things like that. So it's important that uh, they don't have to think every time they need their website updated, they need to hire a, a consultant or somewhere like that. Exactly so, right. Yeah. So, I mean, I would my advice to people out there in the marketplace would be, if you're going to get a website built, steer clear of platforms or developers that use platforms that they own exclusively. So... We've just done a couple of projects recently for a client and they had that scenario where the, the developer had their own platform um, and they wanted to upgrade their website from 
from uh, it, w- it wasn't responsive design this website, which means that it wasn't uh, friendly for mobile devices such as iPads or, fo- or phones. Um, and they wanted to upgrade it, and the developer came back and said, "Yeah, fine, that'll be ten thousand dollars." Now, that's fine, except for the fact that they'd already paid twenty-five thousand dollars for this website, and wow. it was horrific. Man, that's like, crazy stuff. It was horrific. So. These are the kind of things that you need to be conscious of when you're investing into a platform. Like we always build our clients' websites on WordPress because we know that if they decide to take their um, business elsewhere, and we hope they don't, and they typically don't because it's a good service. However, if they do decide to take it somewhere else, there are so many developers out there that are competent in WordPress that they can always get assistance on how to use it, and they can always they'll never get stuck in that scenario where they, you know, they they have to resort back to you know, the certain developer to, to use their services. So, um, the, the other yeah. thing I love about WordPress is that it is very easy to use from, um, a, no, yep. a non coder or web developer that, you know, anyone can go in and update the text or add photos. It's very easy and friendly to use as well. So that's the other big benefit yeah. of it. To a degree. So, um, I mean, WordPress itself is, um, WordPress itself can be complicated if you're not using, you know, certain themes or plugins which allow you to sort of get in there and 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 make it very user friendly for you. Like we use we use themes and plugins, and we put out a lot of training material based around how the, our customers can get in there and they can actually make changes themselves. So, you know, it, that's that's powerful because then you're getting you've got the platform. It's it's built built so it's easy for you to use, and then we also teach them how they can get in there and make changes for them, which means they haven't got to constantly come back to us and you know hire us for consulting or whatever it is because it's it, we're sort of trying to we're trying to um, address that problem before it happens by you know putting that material out. So WordPress itself um, can be can it is it is an easy platform. However, um, you know there are certain tools that you can also implement into WordPress which make it even easier to use. So Matt, uh, it, you know it's it's what's today is the first of Feb. We're recording this mm-hmm. episode today, just to give that away. But you know we're still early in 2016. Uh, might be time for some of our listeners to add a resolution to their list of update your damn website. So if they are going to do that, uh, are there some things they should zero in on? Like what are the big bang for buck or, you know, return on time investment strategies that they could look at to really kick their website into 2016 and get it actually working for them? The paradigm that I that I would like to address is, um, you know, don't, it's worth it's worth investing in a product from from a developer that is going to, it's going to last the distance. So it's something that you're not going to have to go back and rebuild in, you know, 12 months, 24 months time. It's something that is going to be scalable. Um, there's nothing worse than, you know, investing all this money into a product that you're going to have to go, I mean, like that client I was just talking about, you know, something as small as, you know, turning that uh, website into responsive design and, you know, you're up for another 10 grand, that kind of thing. Like you really want to, you really want to protect yourself from that sort of scenario. So, if you if you're gonna if you're gonna rebuild your website or you're gonna update your website, that would be my advice. It would be consider um, consider making that investment onto onto something that is more scalable, and um, and maybe invest in somebody that can help you do that and stick with you and not sort of leave you hanging. Um, that'd be that'd be my main advice. Cool. So 
One big thing I think is really going to impact uh, trade businesses this year is content marketing, which mm-hmm. is all about um, putting out valuable information, valuable and useful information um, to your audience. So whether that's through blog posts or videos, articles or photos, uh, is really going to help um, businesses you know, be found, help with their SEO and, again, give that really good first impression. Uh, so how do you see that content marketing is going to um, impact the industry this year? Well, look, I mean, it, content marketing is kind of an all-encompassing uh, term these days. And as you just mentioned, you know, it could be photos, it could be video, it could be blogging, it could be it could be uh, um, FAQs, whatever it is, you know. Um, so I would just say if you're going to get into the content marketing mindset, then the only way I've ever seen it work successfully is by implementing some kind of strategy. Um, if, you, if you sort of do it, ad lib and sort of think, oh, I'll just go and, you know, write an article about um, whatever you're doing at the moment and it's not actually blocked into some kind of strategy, then I dare say it probably won't work so well. Um, and I know because I've done that myself. <laughs> Haven't we all? I know that uh, when I bang on about it, I always say pick one one platform. So whether it's videos or photos or Instagram or your website, uh, whether it's blogging and articles, and just focus on that one um, stream or, or way um, type of content and then just do it consistently. So, so the one thing I would say to all the listeners out there is if you're going to go down the space of creating content, create content that at the end of the day, regardless of the scenarios that might happen, you still own. So, so often we'll see people go and post these massive blogs into um, Facebook or Google Plus or whatever it is and um, which is, is ridiculous, really, because you're not optimized. It's not optimized content. Um, and at the end of the day, if something happens to that account, so say for example, I don't know, Facebook or YouTube decides to close your account because of one reason or another, you lose all the content that you've created. So we always encourage our guys to, um, if you're going to create content, create it um, on your website so that it's in there and you own it, and then you can syndicate that content two other avenues so it might be facebook or you could post a link you know in your in your linkedin or whatever it is but try and always drive people or keep if you're not driving people back to the to the website at least keep that content on the website where you're in control of it yeah if that makes sense that's right and really when you're on social media and all that your one thing should be promoting your brand and driving them back to your website so i'm a big one also of making sure that your content you own it so it's on a platform that you control because a good example of that was things like you know facebook years ago when you know people had massive businesses on facebook and they changed their algorithm overnight and you know these businesses lost out because they didn't have yep. their content it wasn't pointing to a platform that they owned they just relied on you know everybody else uh, on other platforms to manage it for them so you don't want anything that's not in your control yeah that's right and you know there's i suppose you've got to be smart as well about the kind of content that you're creating if you you know if you're going out there and you're just trying to you're just trying to sell all the time it's probably not going to be an overly successful strategy you know your content creation is more often than not about educating and um you know bringing some light onto a subject or you know finding talking about something that a a listener or a reader might potentially be able to relate to so if they're in that a similar scenario then they know they know exactly what you do 
um, it's not always about going out there with a hard sell. So, you know, when you are creating content, you should really focus more on um, selling the benefits as, as opposed to, you know, selling the process. Um, and as a business owner, across the board, we see this in, you know, all different industries, not just tradies. You know, people will, they go out there and they, they create content based around what they would like to hear themselves. But of course, your listener has no idea what you're talking about, you know, so you know, it comes back into, I suppose, as well, wording your content so that it's not too jargony and it's not too, you know, uh, technical. Like speak speak to – write. I always say to our guys, you know, write your content like you're writing it for your mum. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My mum doesn't want to hear about motorbikes though, Matt, so I should stop writing about that? Yeah, well, no, I don't know. Maybe, you would. <laughs> maybe, maybe if you'd stop being so technical, she might. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I just wanted to – I guess – Something you said earlier about things coming back to the website, Michaela just said it uh, as well. Really, your website, and I've seen this this um, sort of graphic presented before, is your website is the hub of the wheel and everything needs to be coming back to your website, whether that's yep. your social media marketing, you know, your, your blogging strategies, even your physical marketing. You talked about, you know, signage on the side of vehicles. You want to be driving people back to your website, yeah? Yep. I mean, everything, all encompassing. So, I mean, the logo on your uniform, the, the, you know, the, the fridge magnet drop that you did, um, like everything should have some sort of call to action that is driving people back to a website where they can potentially, um, you know, exchange something of value for a, a contact detail. So you then building your database and you can market towards those people. Um, otherwise, it's all for nothing. I mean, if you're not driving, if you're not exchanging that detail, if you're not getting people back to the website, then, you know, what's the point? That's right. So what do you find is some good, um, if you can give some specific details about, so say I am a, a plumber or electrician, what's some kind of um, content you would think that our um, potential audience would be interested in? Like what kind of things should they be creating? Okay, well... Um, so to give you give you a tier, uh, give you an example, we just did a um, landscape gardener, um, and we created a bit of content for him. It was in a, an automation sequence campaign that was to go out, um, you know, over the course of twelve months. And what we did with him was we thought, okay, well, what's gonna what's gonna help us drive engagement for um, your audience? And his audience were, um, you know, people. Well, ironically, like my mum. You know, people like ladies that love their gardens and they wanted to maintain it and do all this kind of stuff. So what we thought would be a good idea is if we created a bit of a campaign around um, like uh, seasonal uh, seasonal tips. So, you know, what you can do to your garden coming into winter or coming into autumn and just a, a little – at the end of the day as well, just remember, it's about keeping in contact with these people and adding value. So it's giving them something that they can implement. And by doing that, you're building trust with them, right? Like you're building rapport. So, yeah, that, that was a campaign we built for a landscaper. And that's been great. Like he gets a lot of feedback there from his clients saying, oh, great. That's how I look after my rose bush and all that kind of stuff. So, um, so that was a bit of fun for all of us. Um, <laughs> if it was a plum, <laughs> especially me because I'm not really um, – up to speed with my, I'm not very much of a green thumb. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, one of my best. This is a bit of a segue here, but I remember um, going into a nursery once locally, and um, the 
the lady there said, oh, how can I help you? And I said, oh, I'm looking for some um, indoor plants. And she said, oh, okay, how um, do you know what you're after? And I said, no, but is there like a, do you have indoor plants or like is there an indoor section or something? And she goes, yeah, well, all the plants that are inside here, they're indoor. And they're all the ones that are outside. <laughs> outdoor. I was like, oh, okay, great. Uh, I don't feel very so stupid then, now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then it gets worse. So then we proceeded over to the um, little, uh, a little, uh, I suppose, bench, and it had all these bonsai trees on it. I said, these are great. I go, is there much work in maintaining these? And she says, no, no, they're plastic. <laughs> good thing you're good with websites, mate. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So that's, uh, that's, that's, that's my um, green thumb for you. Yeah, and one thing I, I always say to people is when they're creating content is, you know, try and solve a problem. So if you can think of a problem that your audience will have, and it comes back to your point about valuable, useful information, um, you know, the problem there you're solving is, you know, they, they would not know how to look after their rose bush or they're not sure what they should be doing at the start of spring. So, again, yep. you're, you're providing a solution to that problem. Yes, it's not directly about what you do, but it's, like you said, building that trust. Yeah, that's right. And you're keeping, and keeping it relevant to that one you know, that one topic. So keep it relevant to, you know, how to maintain your rose bush or keep it relevant to, you know, how to uh, get, get your, getting your hot water heater serviced or, you know, what can happen as a result of not getting your hot water, hot water heater serviced. Or, you know, if you're a builder, you might want to do like a video series, like little little uh, handy hints, you know, where you can go out there and every month or so you can just do a short video on how to, you know, sand your deck back or treat your deck or something like that. You know what I mean? So just little things that people can little things of value that people can take and they can they can implement and then by doing that you build that trust with them. And the other thing I love about content and I could talk about this all day we'll wrap it up because uh Warwick's going to sleep in the corner but it's uh <laughs> about um it's it's something that you can do to market your business that doesn't cost you anything. It costs you a bit of time but uh, you know, this is information you know, and if you just break it down and keep it so simple, like you think this stuff is everyday stuff and basic, and of course everyone knows this, but really take it right back. Uh, and it's something that you can do. It doesn't cost much money, just a little bit of your time. Do it on your smartphone. You don't have to overcomplicate it, but it can be so much power for your business. So it's another example of how you can turn your intellectual knowledge into intellectual property. And it's the same thing, you know, when you're creating systems and processes within your business, it's taking it out of your head and putting it on paper so you know, so, so you can build and scale from it. Um, it's no different. Yeah. Now, you've got a new podcast, The Site Shed, so tell us a little bit about that and, and what's that going to cover? Yeah, The Site Shed, it's um, soon to launch within the next uh, – this week, actually, so we're pretty excited about that. That was um, – I've sort of been on a bit of a mission to um, – uh, to spread the good word of trades and you know get get the just basically add value to the industry wherever I possibly can and I, and I figured the best way to um, do it is via a podcast and I know you guys are just doing such a fantastic job with yours so um, yeah it's basically the podcast is going to be a lot about technology so we're covering off on a lot of things like um, SEO and um, and web and cloud solutions and all that kind of stuff but I also have a quite a big passion there to um, dispel that myth which is, um, you know, people not wanting to enter into a trade or into an apprenticeship because they see it as a bit of a fallback option or a second, you know, 
uh, it's like maybe not as favorable as to go into uni. So I really want to spread the word and dispel that myth. And, you know, we've interviewed a bunch of really successful business owners that have, you know, absolutely, I mean, some of the business, most successful business owners I know are, come from trade backgrounds. So, um, yeah, really, it's really about getting that word out there. So we're really looking forward to that. Excellent. And I know that that's a, a bit of a uh, passion for us as well because we uh, had an episode where there was a local careers expo and uh, the year 12 students didn't want any trades represented there. They said, oh, no, we don't yeah. need to know about that. You know, we're like, what? What's going on? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, look, it's a, it's, a, it's a big problem. And, I mean, you know, I was – I attended a, a roundtable event with the Department of Education down in Canberra uh, towards the end of last year, and we were discussing vocational education um, and training within schools, which is basically a program that helps kids get into apprenticeships um, you know, before they leave school. It's a great little segue into a trade. And um, we're just talking about, you know, the declining interest as a whole and, you know, different different states which have different initiatives which are driving people into those programs. And, yeah, it's a re- it was really interesting. So, yeah, there'll be a lot, there'll be a lot of content come out in that space. Um, and I'm, I certainly encourage, um, I suppose, people that have maybe have children that are considering getting into a trade or, you know, any, anyone that might be interested themselves, you know, just to, just to tune into that because it's pretty, pretty all-encompassing. Well, I've got three boys and they have two options, a trade or coding. They don't know it yet, but they're the only <laughs> options they're allowed. Computer geek or a tradie. Yeah. That's it. And, and, and my oldest boy says, yeah, I'm a bit of a nerd at school. I said, man, you're going to make yeah. millions. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you're a nerd. Nerds rule the world. And look, this is the other thing as well. You know, one of the, one of the other big things that we're trying to dispel, one of the other big myths out there is you don't always, you don't always end up where you start, you know, so – I mean, I'm a testament to it. Like, I started as a plumber. Um, I, I suppose I still am a plumber. I still pl- still pay the money. But, um, you know, now we sort of own a, a digital agency that focuses on, on tradespeople. So, you know, there's, it, it can open up a lot of um, avenues for you, uh, but you, need, you do need to start somewhere, and that often is digging holes. So, <laughs> um, so yeah. Cool. So we've probably already covered this, Matt, but uh, I'll give you another bite at the cherry, mate. Uh, thousand tradies in a room. One piece of advice that you would desperately want to leave them with. Um, whatever you do, whatever you want to build, build it to scale. So just have a long-term perspective in mind. Um, if it's going to cost you a little bit extra initially to set that up, that's fine because it will probably save you a fortune. And that goes across the board with anything. You know, it's not we're not just talking about websites. It could be anything. Um, just have a bit of long-term perspective. Great Good advice. advice. Good advice, mate. Snap. Well, uh, Matt, been a pleasure having you on the show, buddy. Uh, and how do they, if anyone wants yep. to uh, get in touch with you, how would they find out about you? Yeah, we're Tradie Web Guys um, across the board. So T-R-A-D-I-E Web Guys. Um, the websites.com.au, we're the same. We're Tradie Web Guys in Facebook. We're Tradie Web Guys in uh, Twitter, LinkedIn. You name it, you can get us anywhere there. Um, and the, the phone number is 1300-417-297. Um, so, yeah, we're pretty pretty easy to get a hold of. Just and Google it. your podcast <laughs> is on, it will be on iTunes? The podcast will be on iTunes. The podcast will be on Stitcher. So, um, Apple and Android. Um yeah, I'll, I'll put a, we'll put a link to that in the show notes if you like. So. Yeah, we will. Yeah, no, we'll link all those, all those things up for you. So thank you for your time and passing all on right, some thanks. great tips there. No problem. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Thanks, Matt. We'll talk to you again soon, Look, mate. Looking forward to having you on my show. <laughs> Sounds good. Cheers. <laughs> See ya.
And hopefully got a bit out of um, Matt's interview today. And if you want to get some more info about content marketing and websites and all that kind of stuff, we have a little free book on our website. And oh, you mean we're actually we are practicing what mar- we're preaching? We are. Mm. So I uh, don't know if it's a good or bad example, but uh, check it out. And, I mean, this is an example of something that was, um, you know, free to create. It was just some ideas we put down, 99 yep. marketing tips for tradings. Mm-hmm. A little thing on our website, we get your email address and we promise not to spam you, but yep. we have a database. Mm-hmm. So, and we're giving you some valuable information, which we originally were going to charge for. with it. Nah, we'll just, we'll we're be nice. We're giving away for free. Because yes. we're good blokes, aren't we? We are good people. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're not a bloke. Politically correctness. Political correctness. There's no place for that on the Tradies no. Business Show. So, tradiesbusinessshow.com forward slash free, mm-hmm. or just head to the homepage. Yep. And, uh, yeah, if you've got uh, a website and uh, you'd like us to give you some feedback, uh, be prepared for some <laughs> heavy hitting stuff. But, uh, yeah, if you've, if you've got any questions, uh, find us on Facebook, send us a voicemail, whatever you like, but get in touch with us. We'd be more than happy to give you some tips. And we're also on Instagram now. Oh, yeah. It did take us a while, but eventually we're on there. So uh, search for tradies.business.show and uh, we'll have lots of uh, motivation and fun <laughs> Weird pictures. Stuff. Pictures of dogs and meat pies and stuff. No. No? It, okay. Educational, informative. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. Right. Ways to run your business or something <laughs> along, or whatever I feel like posting at the time. All right, well, that's enough from us. Uh, Thanks for tuning in to another episode, and uh, have a fabulous week, tradies. You've been listening to The Tradies Business Show with Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. Want to get off the tools into true business ownership? Find out how at tradiesbusinessshow.com.